Blog Talk Radio. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. George Bush has invoked a new world order without enunciating a new American purpose. Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order, and instead it looks like we got a lot of disorder. Today we take an essential step in defeating terrorism while protecting the constitutional rights of all Americans. Preventing mass terror will be the responsibilities of presidents far into the future. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. These are not simply words written into aging parchment. They are the foundation of liberty and justice in this country. This is an ideological battle. Some people believe in globalism, others of us believe in national sovereignty. It's a contest between ideologies, whether we believe in our institutions here, our national sovereignty, our constitution, or are we going to further move in the direction of international government? It's just knowledge is out there. If we look for it, you'll realize that our national sovereignty is under threat. Everybody, Joseph Gibson here, podcasting here. Understanding the times of today, restoring our republic. Uh, I know usually we're on a Tuesday nights uh, at uh, 6:30 p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time, but sometimes we uh, do uh, uh, special shows where we get a guest on and, um, and strictly focus on that guest and, and let them come to the platform and say what, what they need to say or have uh, – uh, them expound upon their knowledge and what they're doing to restore our republic and restore our original constitution and and the people out there that care really care about our country and care about the people and care about freedom. Um, the people that you see on TV, these newscasters and these players and these actors, they don't care. They're getting paid to say what they are saying. They don't care. They're actors. They're corporate actors just like your politicians. They're corporate actors. They don't care about you. Okay, and they have a plan, and it doesn't include you, all right? It's a new world order, and it doesn't include them either. They just think it includes them because they're going to be sucked up in the new world order and be in the same boat we're in if we don't wake up and start getting our act together and start getting out there and doing what we're supposed to be doing and what we were born to do, and that is live free, free, okay? To be free on the land, not from chains and and uh slavery and being told what to do and having permission and needing licenses and and uh permits to 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 be to be creative we're we're human beings we're creative and we and we want to live but that is being hindered upon because we have allowed them to enslave us for too long of a period of time now and now we have a generation of people that are waking up and they have figured out what they are doing to us and how we can get out of it peacefully and lawfully. However, we need more people out there involved. Just one or two of us isn't going to do it. We have to have numbers and numbers of strength. Together we stand, divided we fall. We know that old saying. All right? Evil flourishes when good men do nothing. So, without further ado, I do have a guest here tonight that's going to come onto the platform. But I need that guest to press the number one. Uh, on the on, on the phone there, so I can patch them through. Press the number one, um, so I know who you are, what number you're calling in from. Um, it was supposed to be Catherine. Uh, she's supposed to be coming on here tonight uh, and uh, talking to us and uh, giving us expounding upon her knowledge and what she can bring to the table. Uh, Catherine, are you out there? Can you press the number one on your keypad, please? I don't know where you are. I don't know what number you're calling in from. Uh, Okay, Uh, oh, there she is, all right. (laughs) Got dozens of numbers here, and I don't know which one it was, so I just want to make sure. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and connect you. You hear it say unmuted, and then I want you to introduce yourself, and then the floor will be yours. Okay, Um, yes, um, you want me to go ahead and start? Yep, go ahead. The floor is yours. This is what okay. it's a little um, bit different. You you don't get to get interrupted tonight. You get to speak as much as you want. Okay, well, I don't mind, you know, uh, please feel free to stop me with questions or comments, too. I, oh, yeah, I yeah, oh, yeah, 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 of course, we'll bring questions to you. I just I just want to say okay. this isn't like a, right. this is your your show, your hour. <laughs> okay, um, well, I, uh, I, I used to be a, a bar member, uh, an attorney in, um, in Oklahoma and in Ohio for longer, and uh, Resigned from the practice of law on July 4th, 2019. I became acquainted with the um, with uh, the concepts of common law. I mean, I'd known ever since the mid 90s that the the so-called legal system was 
corrupt and evil to its core, but I kept thinking it was it was just localized corruption. But when I switched states in in which I practiced, I mean, it was the same. It was the same everywhere. And um I did a lot of family law and uh and I was seeing a lot of uh decisions that were pro child abuser. Lots of decisions that were pro child abuser, which made no sense to me. Um, all I could conclude was that there was some sort of a sympathy going on for those litigants that, that were child abusers or, or the black robe demons were getting paid or uh, I didn't know what it was. And um, and then uh, when I started doing radio in uh, 2017 or 15 actually, and I had a common law guest on and uh, she kind of woke me up. Uh, to a lot of it, um, what really woke me up is she she said, "Well, you think your your local court, so called, is a court? Look them up on Dun and Bradstreet, and you'll see what they really are." So that's what I did, and that was a real eye opener, and it sure sure explained a lot. Um, explained uh, the profit motivations. Um, and you know it's just been you know the peeling of one layer after another of the onion ever since um i've I've noticed that uh, and part of it too and and this is in my letter of resignation i I was awakened by uh, Mel Stamper's book, Fruit from a Poisonous Tree. Um, he was a bar member also who resigned. And he was quite aware that that the system was um, based on corporate greed, and uh, he exposed that. So I uh, there, there there's a lot to Mel Stanford, and I don't agree with everything he said, but it certainly awakened me. Um, he has since passed. His book was written in 2008. I believe it was. Um, well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. One of the things he points out is that, that, that we are de- deceived by use of the English language and the perversion of the use of the English language. And, and English seems to be a language that's particularly susceptible to being perverted. And, and there's, I, I won't give every example in which that's done, but in particular the use of the term person um, is universally used in their statutes and codes because they don't use, they never use the term man or woman in in their codes and there's an, a reason for that uh, person has a particular meaning uh, for them and it also historically and biblically has a meaning uh, in, in the Bible, you'll find that, that God was not a respecter of persons. Person is like, uh, some say that uh, the all caps name that you normally get mail from a corporate entity in, 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 your, in the all caps version of your name. And that's, that's a separate entity that they created without your permission um, so that they could deal with you in their world, in their um, corporate fiction world. So I don't know if I've already, you know, lost a bunch of people yet 
uh, with that. But, no, no, but I'm just, no. Actually, I've got no. Hang on. I actually, I got a couple questions here already. Uh, somebody's already, they're already pounding me with some questions. Um, how did okay. the other other uh, bar members and attorney, attorneys react? Have you lost friendships? Have you have, uh, to your changing of you know your knowledge and fully understand what's going on? How have they reacted to this? Uh, I, I don't. I never had much in the way of dealings with them. In any case, I I, I knew a couple of them. They're they're a couple that I had considered to be friends, and I attempted to wake them up as well. And I spoke to one, and, and they're decent people. Otherwise, um, one you know, a couple of them were were doing work pro bono, and um, and, and I asked the, the one guy is an attorney in Texas, still is I guess, and and a, a very strong advocate against. Uh, um, the abuses of psychiatric hospitalization, which is what I had been consulting with him about and how I got to know him. And he was he was struggling with a, an income tax case, which was, I mean, it sounds insane. He, he had overpaid, apparently, by $3,000. So therefore, in their twisted minds, that me- meant that he owed them another $3,000. And he took this all the way up to the United States Supreme Court without any success. And I told wow. I, I told him, look, you know, it's all it's all a fraud, it's all you know a corporate fraud. Why don't you look them up? Even look up your precious United States Supreme Court, and find out what they really are. Oh well, I, I'm not going to do that because I know that they can't be corporations. <laughs> okay then. And I never heard from him again. The other guy, you know, was more brief, and I just never heard from him again after. Um, uh, I stopped using his services and uh, tried to get him to understand what was going on. He also had another line of work uh, that he could do. He was an engineer besides being a, an attorney. So he knew he could fall back on that. Um, Great. Now, in Ohio, it, in, in your state of Ohio, that what you're doing now, you're, you're in Ohio. Um, uh, you, now, just real quick, can you expound upon what you're exactly, what your your group of uh, what you're doing and, and how you're trying to restore the common law? And, and, well, and, of course, we talked last night about the Republic and the Republic for the United States, how we are the lawful de jure government. And I think I have a few people on from them uh, on tonight also. Uh, and you said you might be interested in getting involved with that because you, as long as it's a free, you know, you're you're interested in the states, right? States' rights and and the states being free, not being a part of this. I'm interested in people. People, yeah, people and, being and free to the on the land. Correct. And the state correct? means the people. Yes, 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 yes. But go ahead and explain a little bit of what 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 you're doing and the work that you're doing because I have a couple people that are just saying, well, what is it exactly that you're doing right now that that's in, you know just help people break away from this Well, there's a lot of what. Well, first, you have to figure out how you got enslaved to begin with, and uh, and that that starts at birth with uh, the, your birth or not your but their birth documents for you, and that your parents or one of them signed off on. Uh, other ways that you enslave yourself uh, as an adult include um, being a registered voter, being a, a Pretty much every time you sign your name, you sign your name on marriage license documents. And lo and behold, it turns out that there's this secret agreement 
that you knew nothing about that means that when you sign that, that that gave the corporate state authority to administer the marital property, including the biological property. Nobody knows that when they get married. They, they're just told, yeah, you've got to sign this. Here, sign it. So yeah. one of the things we do to get out from that enslavement, which really you could say, well, we shouldn't have been enslaved to begin with. We can't consider that to be really enslavement because those signatures were extracted by fraud, so they're, they're void anyway. Okay, that's fine, but they're using that in any case. And, and it, it is true that our signatures are very powerful things. And when, when they're still floating out there, they're having an effect on our lives today, and they're being used against us. So as little effort is, is required to undo the effects of our signature, that, that's what okay. we're doing. That's what I've done personally um, is rescinded the effects of any signature of my parents on my birth documents. Uh, rescinded, uh, I've repudiated uh, corporate United States citizen slave status. I have, okay. um, and then the other one, I, I've uh, rescinded, I, I said rescinded voter registration also, because they use that, the, the, the voter registration rolls, as, as evidence that these are the people we own, like the slave masters had, had um, you know, lists of, of the, the slaves that they owned, and they cataloged everything. Well, that's what they do to us if we're registered voters. And even if you haven't voted in a long time, but you're registered still, they're going to still use that. They love to use, you know, documents that nobody's ever even thought about for years and years. They they squirrel those away for future use. So you yes. have to clearly rebut that in, in writing. Okay. And so that's that's one of the first things we do, and that's those are the qualifications we require for people to sit on our our uh, common law court. They have to okay. be free people. We don't want a common law court comprised of slaves. Okay, so so now this common law court thing. Now, the de facto doesn't recognize the common law court, correct? I, I don't know what, what they do because we, we've given them opportunities to say what their reasons might be, and they never take those opportunities, never. Okay. All right. Not, not, when when we serve them as people... We serve them with documents. This is what it is. This is, you know, um, including the uh, subject matter jurisdiction of our common law court, including, you know, all the facts in a particular case, and they never dispute it. Okay. But why do we well, care? Okay. Uh, that's, yeah. that's my, well, well, if you're truly sovereign, why do you care if they recognize, you know, that you're well, sovereign? What you, well, as we long don't as need we their don't break freaking their permission to be sovereign. Yeah, as long as we don't engage them in a negative way and we just stay out of their jurisdiction, we should not have a problem, correct? Right. Now, I don't know what you mean about engaging them in a negative way. Now, there is the, there's the artificial entity that is, you know, State of Ohio, um, United States, uh, the corporation, and, and the, very, the United States Corporation. There, it's got many, many, okay. many, many names. There's something like 150,000 um 
corporations doing business as if they were our government when they're not. Okay, I have, I have, I believe my uh, friend here, uh, my brother here from Colorado. He's, uh, I believe this is uh, Jim Carper. He's the governor of the free state of Colorado. So I'm going to bring him on also with you to interact. And uh, Jim, is that you? Hey, good evening, Joseph. And uh, we're tag teaming you tonight. I got Justice Waters on a three-way. Oh, great, me, great. So, Justice uh, Waters from Indiana. Great, great, great. Okay. Um, introduce yourself, Jim, to my guest here, uh, Catherine, and uh, I believe you've been listening to what she's had to say. Introduce yourself and uh, Justice Waters, too. It, this should be a great conversation tonight. Go ahead. <clears throat> um, hi, I'm Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Jim Carpenter from the Free State of Colorado and uh, Roger Waters from the uh, Free State of Indiana. He's our Chief Justice for the Free State of Indiana, and I'm Governor of the uh, Free state. So I had a question for you, real quick. Not to start off on a on a bad foot, because uh, I, I appreciate the fact you're you're awake and you're trying to find the uh, find the truth in this conversation. I appreciate that and whole immensely. Um, contracts made under fraud or duress are not enforceable. So why do you yeah, need I to know. recognize? Why do you need to recognize? that and go by further engaging in that conversation rather than uh, just taking the easy way out. And that is is that if there's no if there's no authority uh, because it's made under fraud and duress, like we're talking about the corporation, the corporation doesn't exist anymore, who's going to enforce their non existent laws? So that's where we as the American people are today. We can continue mm-hmm. to play around under their, a, a under their jurisdiction, uh-huh. but if we just say no, we're not going to go down that road anymore, and we're going to be in control of our own future. Mm-hmm. And hence is hence is that biggest fear that I have. And we're a 12-year-old playing video games, and all of a sudden we got the keys to Dad's Ferrari. What are we going to do with it? Do we have the leadership in place? to drive this new responsibility that we now own that's free and individual men and women. That's my concern, and that's where I like to head, is in solving the problem, not identifying more problems. Put um, your waters. I'll, I'll yield to you, sir. Let you have a voice. Hey, Catherine. How are you doing? This is Roger. Um, I'm from Indiana. Um, I've been Hi, involved in I've been involved in the Republic since 2010, and, uh, um, you know, we all we are really doing at the moment is we're holding seats uh, from a government standpoint. We're not exercising any power or authority or anything like that. Uh, we hold meetings with each other, different branches and so forth, you know, through the week, and been doing this ever since uh, 2010. So we've learned a lot. Um, we've learned a lot about the actual republic uh, from the forefathers. We've learned a lot about the corporation and how it came about, uh, the progression of events that took place from the 1870s on, how it's gotten to where it's at, the uh, trouble and the problems that uh, the corporation's having right now. Uh, we know that um, 
with some major problems going on internally. And we're, you know, we keep a close watch on that. Uh, we don't wish anybody harm or, you know, ill favor or anything of that nature. And really all we're doing is we're sitting here in a dark room waiting for the room next to us to have the light burn out, ours turn on, and, and then here we go. Um, and we're waiting, you know, we're, we're not advocating trouble, violence, or anything of that nature. Um, and really, the only thing that we're doing is we're just waiting for the corporate government to either collapse or be taken down from another entity. Uh, which, unfortunately, things are looking like that is a real possibility right now. Um, And then the question becomes, well, what do we have left as people on this land that a republic government could actually govern? And uh, this is the, the, the thing that, I guess, worries me the most is what happens if China or Russia decide one day that that's it and that they they perform something against us? Uh, you know, so we are at the ready. We're, we're just simple people from the country. We found out some things early on. We have learned and we've grown. We're here, and we're trying to get the American people educated enough to understand something was stolen from them back in 1871 without their understanding and knowledge of that day that it actually happened. And for a lot of people back then, it took 30, 40 years for them to understand what happened. Um, so it, it's kind of like the, the, uh, the faith that we believe in in the Republic which is the biblical law, that uh, the Savior had to come and take the keys back. We're in kind of the same boat. We're waiting on um, those that own the keys now to uh, basically be in a situation to where we can get the keys back. Because the American people are hurting. They're hurting in a lot of ways. They're Mm -hmm. being done wrong. Uh, every time somebody goes to court, well, she knows all that, Roger. She knows. She knows, Roger. She knows all that. All that she knows. Uh, we I'm, know. We know about the okay, strikes. But, okay. Okay. But the key, far as the keys, now how is now uh, let Catherine now explain what she's doing. Uh, let her expl- outline what what work okay. she's doing and see how that coincides with the Republic, if you don't mind. Okay. Go ahead, Catherine. Well, among those problems that people are dealing with on a day to day basis is. Their, ki- their kids are being kidnapped from from their homes. <laughs> That's a big problem. So are their elderly people. Uh, yeah. There's there's a big move on to uh, to seize land and um, family homes. Um, there's unlawful taxation that people believe that they have to do, or they're going to be physically injured. Um, there's um, all kinds of uh, predatory. Um, licenses and fees and um, 
non-existent debts that people are going after. We're still calling their fake tribunals courts when they're not courts at all. They don't even meet their own definition of being courts. I think you give you know the, the existing de facto far too much credit if you think that they're going to, um, you know, if, if anybody who thinks they're going to fix themselves or they're just going to collapse, they're going to just keep going um, as long as we allow it. Um, the, right. And the thing is, it, it, I think it's difficult. I, I'm getting back to our ability to communicate. It's difficult if we're talking about. Well, China might do this, and Russia might do that. Well, who is Mr. or Mrs. Russia or China? Well, they tell us what they're going to do. These are these are legally these are fictitious concepts. A corporation is a legal fiction. It doesn't exist. It doesn't have a brain. It doesn't have a mouth. It doesn't. It can't do anything. People do. And if you look globally, you know, at at um, who's oppressing us. It's a group of about, uh, as I understand it, about six or 7,000 criminals. Mm-hmm. That, this is all a big global criminal enterprise, and they're all in on it together. It isn't just in, in the corporate United States. Right. Everywhere. There are, no, there are no more countries. They're just <clears throat> private for-profit corporations, and they're all invested in each other. So it's one huge global conglomerate. And, and the individual... Um, their, their agents are also invested. Um, the degree, you know, the, the value of those investments may be questionable, but, you know, I, I think true value uh, lies in the people. They have no idea wh- how much benefit they derive from us. They think mm. that they're the ones that provide the benefit to us. Uh-uh, no, no. But I, I do see a lot of people believing that. They're buying into that that notion that that oh we need we need the government for this, we need the government for that. You know, they'll we can hire that out. We we can hire people that will be accountable to us to provide our electricity, our water, um, whatever else. I mean, I think we ought to start uh, seriously getting involved in growing our own food. Uh, and, and I don't know, I could take a, a little diversionary um, uh, uh, tactic um, from that. I'm, I'm concerned, for example, in cases like the Amos Miller Farm in in uh, Pennsylvania that is being subjected to regulations by one of the federal agencies that has – that is specifically prohibited by the Constitution from even existing. It's not an Article One, Section Eight um, entity that can can exist, and therefore it's prohibited from existing. It's um, anyway. Uh, so instead of um, defending himself, um, I'm afraid that Amos Miller, um, the the farmer involved, who had been selling directly from his farm to the people. Uh, he had an organic farm. He's an Amish guy. And mm-hmm. the Amish have kind of a history of you know, trying to stand up for themselves but not doing so very effectively ever since they tried to you know, keep their children out of public indoctrination centers called schools. Yeah. Um, 
but but Amos Miller took somebody's advice and he did a private membership association, which, if it's a common law private membership association, can be a good device for keeping your business matters private, and that's protected by the First Amendment. And um, but I, I don't know what happened to him, but he's he's going to lose it all. I mean, it, it's it, it's painful to watch, but he won't listen. Or, he won't understand. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm seeing some other people who are homesteaders um, who also don't seem to understand that. They, they seem to think that they have no choice except to let's just sit here like sitting ducks and wait for them to pick us off one at a time. I don't think that's a plan. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be a plan. You know, I, I think that the strength of, of the country is in its people and it's our ability to defend our homes, our families, our neighborhoods, our farms. Uh, we're talking about physical survival here. And if, if we don't have that ability to defend what we own, then we don't own it. Okay. Um, um, and Jim. So, uh, Jim, you always so talk the common about law process has been effective in getting some of these corporate agents off of our back, because that the you know they say the best defense is a vigorous offense, and we do it all by paper, and it's all friendly, and it's all peaceable. We define our terms, we let them know why they're wrong, what the facts are that support that, and they have X number of days to dispute it if they can. And they can't. Well, we've already done we that. We give them Catherine. a second notice, and we give them a third notice, and this is all Bible-based. Yeah. We've done that. The Republic has done that, as we discussed in the gym. Would you like to yeah, discuss that? Explain it. Yeah, explain. She wants. She's interested in knowing uh, a little bit. I told her about the website. Uh, a lot, there's a lot of information there. I don't know if she's checked out some of it yet or not, but it's very simple. Uh, but if you want to go ahead and uh, discuss that a little bit, Jim, maybe. Sure, sure, Joe. Thank you. Um, Back in oh oh nine uh, ten, um, there was a worldwide movement in uh, common law courts, uh, and they had a big court meeting. I believe some of it was in uh, New York City, and well publicized in the patriot community, and and um, came up with a lot of a lot of findings and, and so on and so forth, but there was no way to put any teeth into their their findings. So uh, another program uh, surfaced among the patriots, and uh, that was called RAP, uh, Restore America Program. And under this program, uh, the people came together, all 50 states, and they got warrant officers, and these warrant officers served all 50 governors notices to resign and take a new oath to the republic form of governments rather than uh, their, their typical corporate positions. And they ignored this. Um, I knew of this mm-hmm. ahead of time, and I was, I was waiting to see what the results would be. I expected arrests and, and things like that to happen, and for the Patriots to be be stepped on again, but yet after three days of publication in the mainstream media, that all went silent. And I, I'm an old investigator. I'm an analytic by nature and trade, and and I said that doesn't smell right. 
And um, it turned out that was the people's first salvo across the bow that we were back, and we were going to get to the bottom of things. And so by their refusal to come to the table, they acquiesced and gave the people the responsibility to elect a government that would listen to them and respond and represent them. And out of that then came uh, the Republic for the United States of America. And at that time, I was fresh into all of this, and, and I was asked to take a temporary appointment until elections could be held as a lieutenant governor. And, and then later, elections were held, and I was elected lieutenant governor. And then over the years, I became governor of Colorado Free State. During that time, I've seen a lot, done a lot, been exposed to a lot, conversed with a lot, and know more than most. And I need to leave it at that. Um, I, there's hope in, the, in what we know. Uh, Joe's privy to quite a bit of it. Uh, but there is a, there was a plan developed uh, back in uh, 2012 uh, called the 10-Year Plan, in which was to turn this ship around slowly uh, because uh, to turn it around on a dime would be too many casualties. And uh, our particular motive at this point in office holders and recognition is we are placeholders until the people get together and hold their free elections and elect people to replace us because we're old, we're tired, we want to go on vacation and enjoy our retirement in a new republic for the United States of America. And so that's our goal. Um, we're going to need people with experience and quality background, uh, people called by God and placed in positions to pick up the mantle because this is a government of formed by the people and the people need to own their destiny and be a part of that decision-making process as well as the implementation process. And it's up to each and every one of us to protect our inalienable rights and our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. And it's time for us to stand up and be who we say we are. And this way, we can do it peacefully and lawfully. We put the world on notice. The world knows who we are. DJT knows who we are. His team knows who we are. There's a lot of people out there that know who we are, more than you would ever imagine. Um, mm -hmm. There are things being implemented daily on the 10-year plan, and as you see things happening in the news that the mainstream media just can't ignore. Uh, this is an orchestrated collapse of the worldwide corporation, and that's why DJT got the glad hand and the bowing and led the queen around, and all of that is because he is commander-in-chief, and he is in charge of this military operation worldwide. That's exemplified and manifested in alignment with the BRICS. Now, I bring that up because analysts and, and behavioral people and investigators say that people got an MO and you always follow the money. So BRICS is all about the money worldwide, going back to the gold standard, collapsing the fiat dollar system of the corporation that runs it. We have 170 nations ready to go full-time BRICS. They're standing in the wings. They're waiting for the announcement that the United States has joined course, the 
Treasury notes are from the Republic are already in the banks, and they're just waiting for the right time. The right time is when enough people wake up so that we can mitigate the damages as we turn this ship and head back into the Republic and lawful elections in 120 days. So this is your future. This is your future America. What you do with it is up to you, but it is your responsibility. And you're going to need to step up. You're going to need to come together under our Constitution and our Bill of Rights, which protect our rights to do what we've done, along with the J Treaty that guarantees us a republic in perpetuity. We need to be who we say we are, strongly, peacefully, and united. And that's where we're headed, and this is what we need. And we need people like you to be leaders, to step up and assume positions of responsibility, to get educated, to get on board, let us mentor you and help you out. And this is your opportunity. I'll leave it at that. Okay, Roger, would you like to say something to Catherine real quick? Uh, well, yeah, no. My focus is... Oh, on oh wait, oh, hang on, hang on, and, Roger, hang and, on. And go ahead, not, Catherine, I'm sorry. You're right. I wanted to react that, to that. That's all I would say. No, okay. no, no, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Roger. Well, you know, I just, I'll echo that. Um, we we are, up to now, we've been gradually gaining people from all walks of life, but we need to accelerate. And <clears throat> with your, your credentials now, you have a lot of knowledge and understanding of, uh, I think, both sides. So, you know, you would be a real asset to us uh, in that way, uh, maybe even teaching us different aspects of what we're up against. Um, Because right now we don't have that. We just have the understanding that we've gained. And I'm sure there's a lot more of it out there that we need to learn um, that, you know, somebody like you could provide for us. But, you know, I, I would echo the same thing that Jim just said. Um, uh, we don't know how short or how long time is going to give us to be ready to to do something, but uh, we need to be ready as people. And that's why we're educating the public as much as we can. That's why we're, we're on different uh, platforms and, and shows that we can – get it out as much as possible of who we are and who the American people really is. Because, like you say, they're, they're actually one thing, but they're posing as another because they don't know any, any better. They don't know any different. They grew up in it, just like we did. So uh, I would say, you know, uh, we would welcome you uh, if you decided you wanted to be a part of us. Um, you you have the understanding of both sides, and that that would be a great asset to everybody. Go ahead, uh, Joe. Go ahead, there, Catherine. The floor is yours now. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Yeah. As I I mentioned last night in, in our discussion, you know, I'm I'm for a bottom up solution. If you don't have a base, if you don't have the people, because they're being battered on a daily basis in one way or another at the local level, you're not going to get anything done. I mean, you, you can rule over, you know, some entity that isn't populated, but, you know, 
my focus is on, I mean, I'm always going in different directions. One thing we can do or we could do if we had just a few more people, and I don't think we have to have a majority, and it never has been a majority historically. You know, it was only maybe 2% of the population at the time of the initial revolution that were actually revolutionists. But I don't want to be accused of being an insurrectionist. I want to be accused of being a a crime stopper, and that's what we ought to be. Um, There is not a thing in the world except about 50 people that we don't have yet in Ohio, but we will, um, who could prosecute, uh, who could bring, um, uh, who could be indicted and prosecuted in our common law courts. And then I wonder, you know, would anyone stand behind us? Well, hang on. We would, Catherine, and that's already been done also, is that there's already been indictments brought brought forward, and and, uh, uh, Roger and Jim were saying. No, 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 no. This was done so, and this was done. The grand jurors were already served. They served. uh, The grand jurors were already already put, grand juries were already put together in 2010, and all 50 states. We had more than 50 people. We had more like 250,000 people, okay, at this time. Well, where are they in Ohio? Uh, okay, well, we had, well, well, we got to remember this back in 08, 09, and 2010. Mm-hmm. We were there, Jim, it was all over CNN, all over Fox News, the Republic, and when the Obama administration went after us. And uh, matter, as a matter of fact, there, there was murders uh, 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 that, that, that took place. This was a huge thing that did happen. So where were where, – you didn't see it? You're right, Catherine, because what – like, where were you back then? You were asleep, like most – like you said. Most other zombies Not in America really. were asleep. I, I, I didn't see that. Well, so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've got, also got Mike here on the line also. Uh, I want to connect him. But, um, uh, yes, before starting from the there, bottom Joe, up, that's a great for, idea. Uh, I'm sorry, Jim. Go ahead. Yeah, before we get there, Joe. Yeah. Um, if we had jump, 50 people in Ohio, jump, we, could in, to, we could indict Joe Biden in a month. But what will that get us, to, though? Let's jump, let's jump into yeah. our reality today, okay? Because yeah. this is the world we live in right now today. There was four brothers that have brought up a case, and the U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to hear it, and it's known as the Brunson brothers. Are you familiar with that, ma'am? I've been hearing about it, but I don't pay attention to what the de facto's do because it's nonsense. Well, well, let me make a little clarity for it, you. It's not really a court, okay? It might be referred to as a court in the Constitution, but what they're doing is not what the Constitution referred to. Correct. But if we indict, if we indict in common law well, courts, Joe Biden, know, right, they're, they're not going to recognize us. Ma'am, uh, that's, not, that's not the conversation I want to have with you, okay? So could you please change gears and let me share something on my side that you might be interested in? So the Brunson brothers are not arguing about validity of the election. They are not arguing about who's president or what to do with that. They are simply arguing and suing because almost 400 named defendants violated their oath of office by not granting constitutional rights to the 10-day extension to re look at the vote count. That is uh, established in history. There is no conversation as to the right or wrong of that lawsuit. 
And so the district court decided they didn't want anything to do with that hot potato. And yet the Bunsen brothers came back under a small-known way of bringing this under a national emergency, and the U.S. Supreme Court had been waiting for it, and they picked it up. And they're aching. They're aching to hear this. Now, my information from the people involved in this, and where I get my information, they tell me. And I'm not a jerk. I don't know anything about a lot of these flying points you guys like to talk about. But I watch and I listen. It's understood, I may be wrong, that this court can now, the U.S. Supreme Court, can... It's not a court. But go ahead. Make a rule... <laughs> make a ruling, or they can hear this at any time before the published date, which is known to be January 6th. So, when they find all these people guilty and they incarcerate them, we no longer have a representative government. They don't even meet their own standards. Now, then the I republic takes the have, place. That's what you're saying, correct? Yeah. I think I, I think that we have an opportunity and a crisis, and every crisis presents an opportunity. So, you can tell me that I will go down a lot of rabbit holes, and I'll agree with you. But these are the facts. Now, what are you going to do with it? That's the conversation I'm trying to have. So, if the so you, let me play double advocate to, here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me play devil's advocate here. So, Jim, what you're saying is that, okay, even though that this is the de facto that we're talking about here, that's what Catherine's against, which I understand, okay, because, but if we go Catherine's way, there's, well, we're going to be in the same ball in court because the people aren't going to know what we're doing, and the de facto is not going to recognize us anyway. But what's happening here with the Brunson brothers is that will eliminate the de facto, and now the vacated seats, the republic now can be fully re-inhabited and replace the de facto. Facto, and we can get back to common law and all that, correct? Is that what you're saying? That is certainly a viable option on the table, um, I would have to say, in my opinion. Um, on the other hand, if I was sitting on a jury, I'd say, well, not only have these individuals uh, committed their crimes, whatever they're charged with, but uh, the corporation as a whole has failed to uh, represent the people in a proper manner. And so Thank you. The yes, what I meant to say. Yes. To go down, that's what I meant to say, Jim. The whole thing yes. needs to go down the toilet. Now, that's what nothing I meant to lives say, Jim. in a yes. void. Nothing, nothing lives in a void. So who's going to fill that void? Well, it's going to be the military. For how long? Until the people become a moral and just people. Yes, and the republic re-inhabits the seats. Yes, and and, the, and and yes, I got. That's what I meant to ask you, Jim. Yes, because there has to be a there so, has to be a void there. Yes, there's going to be an in between, basically. And now that's when the people are going to have to say, "Hey, days, we want our republic back." 120 days to hold new elections. Yes, Jim. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. Up for them yes. by the up for them by the people. Okay, so that's our future, folks, and all the rest of this stuff. Is just friendly conversation. Yeah, I'm trying no, to bring a real issue to the table that we need to be prepared 
to address. And if we aren't prepared to address it, you better get out your defensive mechanisms. And what you're trying to also say, Jim, is let's not plug get involved with the. We got to get Joe Biden, you know, because we, you know, because yeah. look, we oh, got yeah. all kinds of other people, be, you know, before, you know, with that all involved in that too, you know. That's it's just not Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. We got a whole we're, thing from 1871 so on. We're so far past all these conversations, folks, but nobody wants to listen. And you know, Joe, I've been on your show, Griff, for 10, 12 years. And I've been that far ahead of everybody. A lot of people thought I was a nut. And now people are beginning to say, wait a minute, right? Yes, yes, but, but, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But we got to, like I said, yes, these conversations with, yeah, we got to get to establish a common law court to indict Joe Biden, that we're way past that now, yes. And that void you're talking about, yes, there has to be an in-between. You're absolutely right. So the military, this is where the chance of the military to come back into play that we discussed back in 2010 when we sat down with the military and the other people that were on the, Ron Paul and uh, other people uh, that were in the de facto that were awake at that time that knew that we had to get back to common law and restore the restore the republic and restore our de jure system and have common law. Yes, that's what we were saying. Um, um, I got Mike here on the line. I got a couple other people here. So uh, let me go 325 here first, then Mike. Uh, 325, you want to have to say something to say? A new voice maybe? Charles Stewart here? Yep, go ahead. You're on. Uh, um. Yeah, Michael invited me to the show. I I'm just tuned in here. I'm kind of not up to speed, but um, um, uh, you, I understand you've got a lady that's skilled in common law, and I uh, specialize that's in that correct. area myself. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, that's correct, Charles. We do. We have Catherine here. She's uh, very well versed, and she's in, from the state of Ohio, and she's interested in the common law. And 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 we can use and well, just Charles. I'm glad you joined us, Charles, because we can use your knowledge in common law too. Because this is what we're going to need when the republic does come de jure, when when the de facto is 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 gone. We're going to have to have the common law take. You know, we're going to need these educated people, and that's what Jim and Roger were saying. We need. You guys, we need you. We, you know, to to uh, you know uh, that your knowledge of common law and uh, and to get back to and we have to educate the people. We have you know the people right there. We have zombies out there running around like we discussed last night, Catherine. And and we need people like you to say no. This is what our, we were founded upon. This is what our country. They reached 1781. This is what we were founded upon. You know, and and we have to go back in time and and, and get these people on board so that we're going to be a lawful people, a moral, just people again. Am I correct, Charles? Right on, uh, Joe. Yes, exactly. All right, great. Let me um, let me bring Mike on, too, because I'm sure he wants to say something, too, and uh, let's bring him on. Bring Mike. we got Mike on, too, also, and we got Catherine still. So, great. Mike, welcome. Hey, welcome. Uh, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Um, appreciate everything y'all are talking about. Um, glad you were able to come in, Charles. I also sent out a text to... Uh, um, Eric, because this this is a conversation. Um, unfortunately, I missed the first 30 minutes. My apologies, Catherine. I'll be I'll listen to the uh, um, video later um, when it's uploaded. Um, if Eric's I, out there, I, he's got to press to, one. He has to press one on his phone. Anybody who wants to speak has to press one. You have to remember that. Press one on your phone, otherwise I can't see you out there. I have many people on the call line here tonight. But go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, there were so many things being said that I wanted to comment on as they were being said, but. 
Um, you know, it just all, you know, I, I wasn't able to write notes right now. But um, well, one, one issue, well, first of all, I want to say this. Um, before you came on, Charles, I heard um, essentially, even though I missed what um, Catherine was talking about, she's, as I indicated in the email I sent out today, if you got it or not, I don't know, 40 years bar, you know, attorney with the de facto um, who several years ago became, you know, sovereign, constitutional, on-the-land woman, um, common law, and she's working on common law courts in Ohio. So she laid out her case, and I unfortunately missed it, whatever it was. I did hear James Carpenter, governor of the Free State of California, which good evening, uh, James. Colorado, um, Colorado, 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 uh, Colorado, Colorado. I'm, I'm not a free there, Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly, I'm, I'm just curious, James. Did you get a chance to talk to Eric today? I did, sir. I texted you back and I uh, was going to give you a debriefing, but thank you so much for that introduction, and it was very fruitful. And I'll I'll leave it at that. Great, great, thanks. Yeah, so. You know, as I was listening to um, Governor Carpenter saying a few things came to my mind. Um, and really, ultimately, I want Charles to kind of hopefully get back in tune with where, uh, what, you know, wh- where Catherine is coming from. Because I think the one point I was going to make is when Joe was kind of in the corner, so to speak, with, with James kind of on one corner and Catherine a little bit on the other, so to speak, where there was a little bit of a differentiation in perspectives or opinions or beliefs, um, and Joe had indicated, you know, that this has been done before, this has been done before kind of thing. Based on everything I've heard from Charles, I don't know that it's been done in the way that Charles sees it being done, um, number one. So, so I hope that can be straightened out maybe by Charles. And then number two, um, to the extent that James was saying that, you know, we're way past any issues of trying to, you know, bring uh, charges through common law against criminals, no matter who they are, Joe Biden, Fauci, or anybody else. Um, James kind of indicated, I believe, that you know, we're, we're beyond that or past that. So my question would still be back to James. Well, assuming that we reestablish the, the republic, we get all the right people to fill all the right seats, and, and, the, and this is difficult for me to say because, frankly, I agree with Catherine that it's ultimately about – grassroots and it's about the counties it's about the local jurisdictions again to the extent that the republic is 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 essentially there to replace what we currently consider the federal government um well they're you know there's very little that they're doing anyway i mean their biggest role is to put together a united states military to protect all the states i mean by and large that's their their number one mission and then you know a handful of other things in terms of our federal government so it would be interesting, even in some of the future shows, perhaps Joe to clarify, you know exactly, you know what the role of of the republic is as a federal government. But you know, considering that it's all local and county and common law, um, I guess my question, James, was what what would be your position, assuming you all were the official authority, de facto is gone, you're the federal government. What role would you play anyway? if any, in terms of trying to bring up charges against all these criminals that did do to the people, we the people, what they've well, done first, over the last hundred years. Let's just, let's just start at the bottom and work our way up, because that's what you want, bottom up. So you answer some questions for me. What does bottom up look like? How did we start at the bottom, and how do we get to the top? So let me give you a little witness on what I can prove. 
I can prove that a group of people got together and they elected some representatives that got together that represented Colorado in rap and later in Republic movement. At that point, I was asked to serve on a temporary position as lieutenant governor, and within about a year later, um, over 50 people, I have all the original documents, the original thumbprints, the original signatures of people in the Colorado Free State that elected me to be their lieutenant governor. Now, how much more grassroots can you get than that? And I have every document, witnesses to prove what I've said. So don't tell me that what we're representing isn't grassroots. And don't even yeah, harbor point, that Jim. question. I take offense at that, not only for myself, but for the people that put me here, because I represent them. And you're telling me uh, that was don't on exist because you don't. Way. No, no, no. That was on all 50 states, you're Jim. telling me just because you don't know about it, it don't exist. So let's Can get you clarify what you straight. took offense to? I'm just curious, James. Because forgive me, t- t- at the same time, part of the reason I was late is because I had to cook for the entire family tonight. Um, and I'm in the middle of doing that uh, as I'm trying to speak. What, what was it you took offense to specifically? I, I didn't quite The insinuation that. that the Republic is not grassroots. We've given you documentation after documentation through, up through the grassroots process, serving the governors, all of this. You talk about the, the Colorado Republic. Colorado Free State. And, James, did I insinuate so, that or did Catherine or did both of us or what? No, it keeps being referred to as a question mark if you're really grassroots. So yeah, I yeah, yeah, and that, the federal, and that we're the federal government. Yeah, and we're the federal government. Yeah. We want, want to make control. a foundational statement <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I am as grassroots as they get. So is Justice Waters and so is everybody else that holds a position. And yeah, and we need people like Charles. We want illegal. people like Char- Charles. We want people like Catherine from the bottom up in their state. We want them and their states. And if they feel necessary to to establish their common law courts in their state to prosecute, that's their state's business. Correct? That would be their state. It, it would right. be no business of the the uh, republic as as representing all fifty states. You know, that would be. I think that's what you're getting to. Or Catherine right. was concerned about is going from the bottom up. Yes, of course, it's from the bottom up. That's what we've been preaching from the beginning, and that's what we have done from the beginning. Uh, and if I can, and, and that's where I hear a little bit of confusion, at least to the extent that, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, James, but I, I kind of thought I heard you telling, you know, um, Catherine expressing her concerns and her views and her ideas, and, and, and J- Charles, uh, Charles Stewart as well, who, who's here with us, about. You know, we, the people at the grassroots, you know, in our counties and in our states, and, of course, uh, Governor Carpenter, under the Republic, you are a governor. So, I mean, you'd be in charge of this, the free state of Colorado. So, you know, that would put you – you're not even really in the federal government, so to speak. Uh, you're a governor, right? So to the extent that I think there's concern on the part of many of we, the people who are awake, they want accountability. Mm-hmm. Well, we I, I always said that we offer forgiveness. That's how we started out the rap. 
is we oh. offer everyone forgiveness. We forgive them because that, cause that's what we're the Christian thing. That's what the godly thing. That's what the, you know. That's what we would say if we're going to have a foundation of we offer forgiveness. Look, we forgive you for what you have done. Your trespasses against the, you know, no matter what it is, because what one sin is just as bad as the other, right, Mike? I mean, whatever you they have done. Now, if they don't want well, to accept yeah. that, accept that. If they don't want to, even if, they if don't you don't repent, you're, you're entitled to forgiveness. If, yeah, if they don't want to repent, then that's them. Of course, we'll prosecute them. Of course. Thank you. Well, how would of you course. determine they're repenting if all of a sudden so, they're I mean, gone and they like get to, a free to pass on? Forgiveness so that they can show, <laughs> you know, you know if they come forward and say, God, please forgive us, forgive you know. I mean, man, Mike, if you and I got a problem, you know, and I say, please forgive me, I, I repent, I, you know, I go before, you know, out in the open, I declare it out in the open, you know, look, I, I, I was wrong, you know. Right, but if you spent the last 20 years killing my children and my wife and my relatives over the last 20 years. It doesn't matter. What's God say about that? I'd forgive that. Yeah, you got to forgive it. Right. There's people that go to court and they forgive the people that killed their 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 uh, family members while that person was sentenced. We're not in court. We're not in those courts no more. We're not in those courts no more. We're in common law courts, right? Well, uh, we, like we have Charles, them if, if Charles, we form them. Uh, the people are the source of all law, not the Constitution, not the DOI. The people are the source of all law. But uh, uh, more sovereign than the people is the Word of God. And the Word of God, through Jesus, has told us exactly how we resolve disputes with our fellow man. And it's the free notice process. That's what he tells us. And we cite it in, in our notices. We're doing it. We're we're rendering judgments, and we can render judgments against Joe Biden or anybody else today or tomorrow, uh, without uh, because if if he has harmed someone in Ohio. Yeah, but well, let's, let's not get too far right. on Joe Biden. Though. Let's, let's talk about our republic and how we're going to restore it from the ground ground up. In each state. I think that's what we're talking about. The republic, the, the, the federal republic, should be restored. How about restoring it to the only uh, constitutional version that actually was approved by all of the states existing at the time, the Articles of Confederation? That was a loose confederation. Roger, would you like to comment on that, Roger? Yeah, I've uh, got a couple things to say. First of all... Background noise, too, people. Anybody with background noise, please mute yourself. Very disruptive, all right? Because important things that were discussed here. And then Charles, maybe after, uh, I'd like Charles to speak, because he does offer a lot of knowledge to the table. Go ahead, Roger. The, we are considered the union of states. The federal government doesn't have common law courts. The common law courts, they are on the state level, the county level, and the local level because that's where the people are. The common law courts deal with the people. So when you have a leader of any level injure an individual, then that is done at the state level. The only thing the Constitution says about a Supreme Court they don't hear divorce cases. They don't hear uh, abortion. They don't hear none of that. That's all at the state level. What the Supreme Court deals with is government, the, like the federal government, whether a treaty is constitutional, whether a law brought forth by Congress is constitutional. That's the only thing 
the Supreme Court deals with. It's their level. The common law court of Indiana does not tell the federal government what to do, and the federal government cannot tell the state of Indiana what to do except what the Constitution gives that uh, the the national government. um, That's what the Constitution is for. That's why each state has its own constitution. So the common law court is at the state level on down. Now, as far as what kind of cases can be heard at the, at the what we call the national level or the Supreme Court of the Republic, nothing below a treaty or a law from Congress, nothing below that goes to that level of the Supreme Court. So all these cases we hear about today, it's all illegal, it's all unlawful, it doesn't belong there. It belongs in your state. So when you talk about the state of Ohio, if somebody gets The corporation, you mean? That's what the state of Ohio is, the corporation. Well, what I'm saying is under common law court, if somebody is injured in your state, then that individual has to... Bring a charge up. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this because I know Joe said something here. I know we don't want to go on Biden, but I'm just going to put this out there. Because the federal government is doing something to everybody across the country today that is illegal and is harming people, it would require an individual in a state to bring a charge up with the state's district attorney to file charges against whatever individual to bring that even into a court, okay? The injured party has to be the one to file the charge. So we're talking who has the authority, who has the power. You do as people. It's the people then that are bringing charges up against a leader. Why? Because the leader are servants of the people in accordance to the national constitution and accordance to the state constitutions. So who has the power? The people. This is why the republic was re-inhabited back in 2010, and this is why anybody that's dealing with common courts, anything on that level, we would be interested in talking to you because you are talking the same thing we are. And we want we need everybody to come together to work on this, and overnight we can go from 10,000 to 10 million if we did that. And if we Amen. had that kind of number, then we could deal with the, what's going on now. I yield. Charles? Can you bring Charles in? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to right now, yes. Charles? Uh, um, can you hear me okay? Yes, go ahead. The floor is yours. Thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, a lot of talented people here, and and um, 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 I, I'm glad to make the acquaintance of y'all. Um, uh, thank you for facilitating this, Joe and Michael. Um, um, and and I'm optimistic. I agree with Roger that that we can go from 10,000 to 10 million uh, uh, in 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 a couple of months here if if we get the combination to the key right. You know, it's like a padlock, the combination padlock. You've got to have the combination right to, to tap into the grassroots empowerment that can flow up the common law hierarchy, the biblical Torah law hierarchy, to, to affect the national government. 
because like Michael was saying, and Roger and numerous others, common law principles as well as biblical Torah law principles mandate that the sovereignty percolates up from the people, from the Exodus 18 mm-hmm. model, if at least some of you are familiar with that. I know Joe's uh, heard it before, too. It, but um, uh, the tens, the fifties, the hundreds, and the thousands, like was said in there between Moses and his father-in-law, um, uh, they judge the small cases at the local level. And what they honestly are confused about, they just don't have the expertise or the spiritual enlightenment to sort out. They pass it up the hierarchy through the 50s and the hundreds and the thousands and on up to the state level, 12,000, the national level, 144,000, until we finally get the collective of the assembly of the consciousness so that an inner circle of 12 acting as a common law jury following due process of law can adjudicate the merits of the issue before the court. And I dare suggest the jury can do anything that it wants. And if, and if forgiveness is not appropriate, like in special cases, like where Mike said, you, you, you murdered my, my wife and my children, maybe the jury is going to decide that this poor sick puppy does not deserve any forgiveness. There may be occasions where that is appropriate. So anyway, I look forward I to future discussions. Joe, I, I think real quickly, you're limited in your time here. These issues with these people deserve a forum with, with, with more open-ended time so that we can have an atmosphere mm-hmm. of judicial calm to hash out the nitty-gritty of all this. And at that point, I yield. Yeah, yeah Charles, Let yeah, I do agree the, uh, with how you, how you presented that, Charles. I do uh, agree with you. You presented that in a different way than uh, 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 we have in the past. So I do agree with that. And if that was the case, if, if, if charges were brought up, sure. But let's not jump put the uh, horse horse before the cart yet, you know. Or excuse, you know, uh, uh, excuse me, the cart before the horse. Yeah, let's, 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 we got to, like you said, we got to get the people, we've got to educate, we've got to get the Catherines, the Charles, the Mikes, the Jims, we got to connect across the board here. We've got to get uh, people involved, involved and, and, and keep this, keep this, this steam, this, this, uh, the steam going here. Because it appears that we're picking up uh, uh, a great deal of uh, ground lately. Uh, more people are becoming connected. It's been a battle in the beginning. Oh, people were falling apart. People were going this way. We were arguing. I was arguing with Charles even, you know, on the Zoom call. You know, so, but now it seems we're starting to get more on the same page, and we're starting to move a little forward, starting to get uh, a little more connections going. we got Catherine out there now, and, and, and uh, who now knows Charles. You know, so this is very, very important. I yield. Go ahead. Uh, Joe, I would like to address that issue of forgiveness. And uh, Justice Waters, uh, you're free to chime in after I make my statement here. My uh, the, the the position of the republic, and we've made that public, and we stick to our public uh, statements about the forgiveness. Um, it comes to consideration, much like the Age of Enlightenment, and I've seen churches split over what that looks like. Some want to put a date on it and other people realize it's uh, when people wake up and realize um, who they are what they are and now they have a choice because they realize. And so in that spirit, we realize that people have jobs and they have to provide for their families and a lot of people, all of us, have been lied to and deceived. And, you know, is it fair to hold people accountable um, across the board, like mass extinction for their 
what they've done unknowingly. But once they have that age of enlightenment and realize what they've done, if they feel convicted to seek forgiveness, then we certainly should be willing to free, allow that and facilitate that. That doesn't mean that those people will be office holders or people of influence in our communities, but they will be allowed to live out what life they have left, um, but we grant them forgiveness. So that's the spirit and the intent of uh, what that uh, what that phrase is and how we use that. Justice Waters, would you like to expound? Yeah, you know, way back in 2010, here in Indiana, I I presented my idea as a judge of how the Republic courts could operate. I'm gonna, I'm just going to lay this out for you. It's it's real simple. Our law is biblical law, so therefore in every common law court across America, now this is just my idea, before the accused, where the accused sits in the courtroom, the table, and then right in front of that table is a replica of the Ark of the Covenant. Why? The Ark carried the law. Now, it also had a mercy seat. So before the trial would even begin, the judge would ask the accused if he has asked forgiveness from the, the, the one that was injured. If the injured party says yes, he has forgiven, then that means we no longer have a trial. We have restitution to deal with. Now, if the if the accused says no, then the mercy seat is removed from the Ark of the Covenant there, and all that's left is the law. Well, you know what the law does? The law condemns. Now, this is where you bring in all your witnesses and so forth. You have your trial. Now, the only exception to what I just said was if you have a case where a man murdered somebody, child rape, child, you know, something to deal with harming a child, kidnapping, something of that nature, the Bible is explicit when it says what needs to happen to the accused if found guilty. 90% of the time, it's restitution is death, or as the same as the crime. So therefore, we would hold a trial regardless in that case and if found guilty, within 72 hours, sentencing is carried out. Because that's the way we We follow biblical Hang on. Yep. With that, I yield. Yeah, Go I ahead, Mike. A question on, yeah, uh, on that point, you gave a couple examples there. What about the example of uh, corporations and corporate executives creating bioweapons and spraying them in the sky and putting them in the water and, kill you, and putting them in vaccines and killing millions of people? What about that example? That would be considered murder, wouldn't it? Yes. If right. there, I mean, there's, right. there, there's going to be a trial on that one, but there's but yeah, there's got to be not necessarily party. not in common law. We've already got a judgment against uh, the so-called de facto uh, governor of state of Ohio on that because he didn't dispute what he what he was doing that he's a traitor. We gave him three opportunities to do so, and we got a judgment against him. 
okay. but nobody to enforce okay. it. So, so, so now you're dealing with a situation. You've got a so-called common law court that's it's not a so-called common law court. It's a common law court. The de facto's have so-called courts that are okay, not courts. Okay, but 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 how how lawful is it? Because do you have authority and jurisdiction? Yes, we do. Nobody says you that do? we don't. We've had that admitted many, many times by many, many de facto's if you seem to think that, that they walk on water. But we don't do what they did or what they do. We, we we're, do we're not doing what they did either. We're telling them we, we gave notice of our intent to form. We gave notice after we formed. And then when we've had process, we've given notice to everybody that that was concerned with the matter, including uh, in one in instance with the 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 scamdemic in Ohio, we served all the people that were involved because common law deals okay. only with people, not with corporations, and none of the people involved disputed anything, including our authority as a constitutional and common law court. Okay, and we got so judgment. what you're telling me is it's like Congress. They lay out a bill, they table it. So what you're doing is you come up with a a judgment on somebody or a group of people, you've tabled it until you have the We didn't table anything. Whatever. Because you can't carry out the sentence, can you? We didn't table it. We have a judgment and and we actually are in the process of um executing on that through their property as far as the monetary aspect. We don't have enough to prosecute them criminally. We have a monetary judgment against them, which we will go after their property wherever we find it through our certificates okay, of just, judgment. Just let me warn you. Just let me warn you. We have tried that. I, yeah, I'm probably. aware about the Colorado Nine, and I know why no, that no, 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 no. I'm talking more than that. There's probably over 30 cases across the country where people have tried that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. Jail. I know all about it. Trust me, I do, and I know who caused it too. So Anna von Wright, just, I'm just David saying. Strait, um, Michelle Walker, and others. They're mm-hmm. CIA shows. That's how this yeah, happened. Yeah, on that point, just interject a quick okay, thought. Okay, I mean, Eric, okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One at a time, please. One at a time. Roger, finish your point. Go ahead, Roger. Go ahead. No, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. Who's next now? Mike. Mike, go ahead. I was, yeah. Can you see if Eric uh, happens to be hey, on the line? Yeah, nobody's pressed one? one. Nobody's pressed one. They have to press one on mm-hmm. their phone. Press one. It's very simple. When you call in, after you're connected, hit one, <laughs> and then I'll see you. I got a dozen or so calls here, and I, I don't see anybody hitting one. The people that have hit one are on the phone line right now. Charles, you, Jim, uh, Roger, me. Uh, so right. well, you got to hit one. But I Press one. Right, but, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right, but I don't. Yeah, but I don't know that. I don't know what you're looking at. I don't know if you see a bunch no, of. I know. I know. I've been doing it for a lot of years. I know when when someone wants to speak, their hand, a little thing goes up next to their phone number. They got to press one. That's the only way they can be connected right. live to the queue. But but they can right, listen right. though. You know. All right. But go ahead. No, um, okay. No, I'm um, asking. And, I'm asking, uh, Joe, because I'm trying to let you know if you. I don't know if you have 10 lights with people that press yeah, one yeah, or not. Yeah, no, 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 I, I, I see your point, Mike. I was yeah. going to tell you that 805 or 80, 80 uh, what is that, Josh, 80, 
806. 806 is the area code for Eric. If you, if you okay, see one, okay. I, uh, I, I've got three 806s on my uh, three, two. I got two. So I, I got 805s, two. I got a couple 805s, too. They got to press one. I just won't connect because I got people that listen from the military, and I'm not going to get them in trouble. You know what I mean? If I connect yeah, well, them through, they'll be in trouble. Yeah, if you can hear us, Eric, please press one and uh, chime in. Um, oh, they can hear us. If the phone number's showing up on my board, they can hear us. You know, so they're connected. They're just not. They just didn't press one. They're not connected to the queue. So you know, so that's that's what I'm trying to say. Um, so, but what we can do if he, if he does press one, or if that is him, press one. Uh, what I'll do is I'll go up to the top now, and I want to give uh, Catherine give her a few minutes here of what she's heard thus far. If uh, well, like I said, we've got to connect. We've got to come over to the Republic. It's, you know, uh, look, you're in your state. We want you to do what you're doing in your state. Continue moving forward. We've got to work together. That's all I'm saying. But we've got to work together. Everyone doing their own individual thing. We're not going to move forward. You could do your own little individual thing by yourself with your tiny little group, and you're not going to get anywhere. We've got to get everyone involved. We've got to build that righteous army, you know. But we've right. got to do it lawfully and, and peacefully. Yeah, and that's why what right. I was going to say, you know, what I was going to say for the record, just for everybody that's listening, is that's the one thing that Eric Gingis is doing above and beyond anything else that's being done, in my opinion, he's doing it perfectly because he is, so far he's got 26 counties in the state of Tennessee who are going to unincorporate and enact in their local jurisdictions constitutional de jure government. That's grassroots, that's bottom-up, and that's what Eric is focusing on doing that in several states. He just happens to be in Tennessee right now um, doing that. Um, and, and to whatever extent, you know, uh, the judge Waters or, or James might want to comment on on the the reality of what Eric is doing, and uh, you know its application to everything that's going on. I'm glad. Yeah. What did you take? What did you take from Eric's conversation today, Jim? Well, you said you spoke with Eric today. Uh, what did you take from that conversation? Do you agree with everything? As a recall, I mean, what's your take? Yeah, everything that uh, everything Mike shared. Um, valuable contact. Um, there was conversation I'm not free to free to disclose at the moment, but uh, I can say uh, there's a lot of good indications that things are going our way, and that uh, we need to be prepared to receive what's coming really quickly. Uh, and uh, as you know, he said um, he'd followed the Republic for well probably since the inception or, or for a long, long time, and. Although he never joined up and, and taken an active position in it, he felt calling to God to go about doing what he was led to do, which is much like uh, what uh, our guest tonight, uh, Joe, was doing in her behalf. And, uh, you know, we all get called from these different segments of life because we represent the American people from all different segments of life. And we're waking up. We're looking for a way to have a... Uh, the government that we're told that we own and, and the rights that we have under Judeo-Christian principles, but yet those principles don't play out in everyday life, and the American people are, are confused. And the exposure is about to happen, and when that happens, the repercussions, um, the pendulum effect takes hold, and for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. And, you know, that's what we've always been concerned about, Joe, is the reaction of the inevitable of what has to happen. And 
to mitigate that and, and to keep the the discord to a minimum while we try to educate and, and bring people forth to be leaders in their future. And everyone on this call tonight, you have a special place. You're privy to information that the average person on the street will maybe never know. It's going to be interesting to see how history writes all this, isn't it, Joe? Because there's a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, real quick here. Uh, oh, I just messed up here. Um, real quick here. Uh, I wanted to um, – I uh, had it up here. I wanted to play that for Charles. Uh, I know Mike wanted to play for Charles. Well, the last time we did a show, uh, it was from the Republic when we when we declared the – our republic, uh, uh, the restoration of our republic. But before I get that back up, uh, Catherine, uh, uh, before we start wrapping up the podcast here tonight, uh, can you um, uh, maybe expound a little bit more on, on your efforts in Ohio and how people can get in touch with you? Because we have, we have some people here listening from Ohio, how they can get in touch with you and, and get together with you and, and start, uh, 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 you know, uh, networking together. Yes, yes. Uh, I I really don't feel like I... I, I was able to say what I needed to say. So if, well, go ahead. The floor is yours. Go ahead. With floor, take your time. So, no, no, Catherine, um, go ahead. The floor is yours. Say what you want to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say what you, you got. we got plenty of time to, left. To, go ahead. To end in two minutes, though, aren't we? No, no, so, no, no, no. Uh, I got plenty of time. Is, no, I got plenty of time, Catherine. Catherine, I got plenty of time. Go ahead. I still got an hour if I want it. Go ahead. Take the floor is yours. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. People need to, especially in Ohio, need to feel free to contact me, 614-633-0215. That's 614-633-0215. Or go to our website, um, www.occr. That stands for Ohio Circuit Court of Record. That's occr2021.com. And um, you'll see the different categories. And, you know, the most relevant one would be the docket section. We've decided two cases so far, and then one was regarding the, the, the pandemic. And I wanted to bring up in that matter because everybody, a lot of people seem to think that um, the military is going to save us in some way. And uh we found out that the military, at least in Ohio, is a private for profit corporation. It's got a Dun and Bradstreet number and everything. Um, and we also have found out over the years that, especially in the Air Force, they are um, they are guarding uh, adrenochrome extraction facilities too, which are located on Air Force bases, commonly uh, generally out in the in the western part of the country. Um, Again, I, I feel like that you know y'all are talking about top-down stuff, and I'm I'm concerned with doing stuff today with problems that people face today, with taxation, with um, unlawful debt, with um, having their loved ones stolen. You know, people are not safe in their own homes, and and I, I don't see that being addressed. We're not going to be able to do much of anything if we're not able to address being attacked by their so-called courts that are not courts, even according to their own definitions, um, and they don't know how to defend themselves. And, and if you don't know how to do that, you know, you're, you're a sitting duck, and you're not going to be able to accomplish much of anything. So I urge people who are having a current problem in your own life uh, that's brought, being brought to you by the local so-called court that's not a court, 
um, you can learn how to disengage from that without an attorney uh, if you're willing to do the work to learn what your rights are. And basically it's just that, you know, you have the right to be free as long as you don't harm someone else. You you um, adhere to your you, – if you make a promise, you keep it. And if you do happen to harm someone, you make amends, you make restitution. And uh, now we have not moved to the area of creating a common law grand jury, but I believe that people are so fixated on the rights that are spelled out in the Constitution that they would want to insist on a grand jury indictment or presentment. It would be called a presentment in common law. Um, before they would be allow themselves to be prosecuted. So I think it's important to have a true common law grand jury, which is extra constitutional. The Constitution refers to them, but it, it, it provides for no rules. Those have been entirely superimposed on, on the um, uh, structure of the de facto uh, corporate grand jury, which is a bunch of, you know, citizen slave, you know, lapdogs for the local prosecutor. You don't get justice from, from those entities. Um, for, for whatever reason, they have never assembled 25, uh, which is what it, the number was in the days of um, Magna Carta. And I believe that's what we, we would need to do. We're struggling to get up to 12 in our common law court. We're up to about six now, with a couple of people promising they're going to they're going to do their documents and join us. Uh, I think anybody listening to this, if you want to know more about what we have done so far and how we formed and how we provided notice and what our founding documents are, um, go to the OCCR2021.com um, website and you can pull up exactly you know, what we've done in in a couple of cases. And, and a lot of that uh, never needed to even reach a court because of the, three no- the power of the three-notice process uh, generally gets people what they're asking for after one or two notices. If you know what you're doing, you know, you can do that. Um, but people need to understand how they're not just sitting ducks. They don't have to be swooped into, you know, uh, some corporate tribunal calling itself a court. Uh, they know they know what they're doing is wrong, and when we call them on it, they don't seem to be willing to add perjury to their list of their other crimes, and they don't dispute what we've said. So that's I I, I think you know it, it's said that all politics is local. And uh, I believe that, that that plays out here. If we, if we can't be safe in our own communities, if we can't protect our children, we can't protect our homes, we can't protect our communities, I don't give a rat's rear end what, who, who's sitting on the throne in D.C. or wherever, or, or in, in, in our case in, in Columbus, Ohio, um, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what those, those people do. Uh, if they if they get out of their their realm in their legal fiction world, 
you know, where they they think that they're covered by their little imaginary friend, the corporation, um, they'll find out. They'll find out they're not covered. And they they don't even try and assert their so-called sovereign immunity anymore. Anybody remember that? That wasn't so long ago. They used to claim they had sovereign immunity. They they actually thought they were sovereigns. So we've made some progress, I guess, in disabusing them of that notion. Um, so anyway, um, well, let me, let me I, put I, it, I've let done me, everything I t- tell other people to yeah. do, and. Um, yeah, can I say this, Catherine? Uh, you know, with what you're saying is, I understand, and Jim, I, th- I know, is frustrated because, again, we've done this, uh, you know, the, you know, we re-inhabited the de jure institutions of lawful government. You know, I'm right now, you know, terminate illicit corporations, you know, posing as legitimate governments. We got all that, you know, and, you know, the federal corporation, you know, which is uh, 28 U.S.C. 3002, posing as the jure United States of America, is, is, is look, we, we, we know that they're not our legitimate government. This was all done back in uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, 2010. Or so. All right, but yeah, so well, we inhabited our republic. Let me let me play let me play mm-hmm. this for you. This explains it all. It's about eight minutes long, and then we'll go. Everyone can get closing thoughts. Take as long as you want. Uh, and say your piece, say what you want, and hopefully we can all come together at the end of this and, and agree that, look, the only way is to come together and, and, and take from this conversation here tonight to say, look, we, 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 we know what we got to do. Let's do it, okay? I mean, it's the only, it's the only way. Otherwise, we're not going to get anywhere. But let me, let's listen to this, please, if you don't mind. Hang on, I'm sorry, that that's uh, messed up there. <laughs> Live radio, you can't can't uh, can't 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 uh, dispute that. Mike, uh, go ahead. Closing thoughts. Go ahead. Give me go to go to Mike first. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, well, well, you know what I what I wanted to say right when you said that, Joe, was, you know, we know that the republic situation is where they need to have thirty thousand people in each state to vote. So it seems to me that the more that there are grassroots people doing what Eric is doing and what uh, Catherine is doing and what I'm doing, because that's what I'm pushing for is for people to wake up locally and start taking initiative to understand things and do the right things to organize locally. That's only going to help to, uh, you know, gather up those 30,000 that are needed, (laughs) frankly. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. I got so, this up, and then I want to go to Charles. I want to have Charles comment on this too, and Catherine. I'm going to go ahead. I got it up now. Jim's heard it before, and Roger's heard it before. But I want Roger and Jim also to stick around and uh, say their piece here at the end, because the Republic, again, the Republic, uh, and I want you to tell everybody how they can get to the Republic and uh, and just basically declare their citizenship and break away from their jurisdiction and not take part in the jurisdiction of the corporation any longer. But uh, let's listen to this real quick, please. to stand, fight for, and die for gene freedom. It's not a kind of freedom that classifies its own people as legal fiction entities in their books and records, distinct and apart from the living man and mocking his or her name. Not the kind of freedom 
that classifies you as terrorists under Section 802 of the Patriot Act by reclassifying you as a special class of legal fiction subject known as a U.S. person. Not the kind of freedom that forces you to confess to being a United States person simply to be permitted to place your money in safekeeping at a bank. Not the kind of freedom that has incarcerated millions of people and a greater percentage of the population than any nation on earth. Not the kind of freedom that supports banking institutions whose own books demonstrate that you are the source of the funds you purportedly borrow from them when you sign the promissory note, they deposit it on their books as an asset, they loan you back their own funds, they understand their own regulation state, they are not permitted to loan funds from their deposits, nor loan their own credit, and then they hide the journals, and the judges are complicit in not enforcing them or forcing them to bring forth those journals into court. Not the kind of freedom that sends your tax dollars to foreign money predators to fund your own enslavement. Not the kind of freedom that condemns you to the secret life of being a tenant on your own land according to your own deed. And that sends elderly, blind people, infirm people, helpless people to jail at the request of the banking institutions of this country. No, my friends, not the kind of freedom that secretly replaced law with equity in 1933 without a whimper from the federal judges. Not the kind of freedom that requires state permission to be married in the form of a marriage license, state permission to travel in the form of a driver's license, state permission to conduct business, your occupation, bring food and, and money home mm -hmm. to your family, by requiring you to sign up as a legal fiction subject class citizen on a business license subject to their rules and regulations, clearly, clearly the United States Federal Corporation has not changed its ways since my offer of three or four years earlier. And through its own actions, through its own arrogance, and through its own ignorance of its own history, they have cast the die. The sovereign people are back, and we are coming for you. We will be re-inhabiting the original du jour lawful, notice I didn't say legal, lawful and proper institutions of governance that have been preempted by illegitimate incorporation, and we will do it all in the next few months, lawfully, peacefully, quickly, quietly, Nonviolently, the era of corporate servitude is over, and all we need to make it happen is a handful of you in every state to stand up and be reckoned with. And we will do all of this, folks, relying upon the one thing that the United States rarely demonstrates, the one essential ingredient of this process forgiveness in our hearts. We will follow the lead of Mandela and Gandhi and Martin Luther King, and we will welcome each and every man and woman who has blood on their hands back into the good graces of mankind in honor and service to our Father, because judgment is reserved to him.
And we will do that upon their repenting their crimes against mankind. That's all we ask. We will not seek retribution. We will not take actions that cause uh, unrest, disturb the peace, disorder, or provoke violence. However, and take note, we will not tolerate trespass on the de jure institutions of government when they are re-inhabited any longer. You only get one chance at repentance and forgiveness. And I tell you this, friends, in my many discussions with many people over the years, I know for a fact that we will not be alone. Thousands of public servants have been quietly awaiting the moment when the sovereign people awaken and reclaim their birthright to dominion over all the earth. They will be our partners. They understand we are coming to rescue them as well. We are coming to rescue their children and their grandchildren and their posterity as well as ours because the posterity belongs to all of us, to you, to me, to everyone in America. And it must and it will be restored if we are to fulfill our destiny, our grand destiny, the destiny that we have been charged with by high-ranking members of the military, by others around the globe, and all the eyes are upon us. The destiny to avert the rapid march to World War III that is being orchestrated by global powers so they can cull the herd and fulfill their taste for blood and human sacrifice. And we will succeed. The era of the Cylons is over, and we can put fire into that proclamation. You are an army of Neos. You have been awakened. There is no turning back, and we the people declare it to be so. Folks, about a year ago, high-ranking ability, as I've mentioned before, made us a truly remarkable offer. If we would undertake certain specific steps, they will recognize our lawful authority as the one true only de jure government of the people. And they will follow our orders. They are tired of taking dangerous orders, or orders that bring their colleagues and friends and their military family into harm's way around the world for reasons they are aware are to enrich the pocketbooks of the banking cartel terrorist families of the planet. They are tired of taking orders from a corporate CEO who has no legitimate place in governing the United States of America. And I don't mean the United States Federal Corporation. I mean the United States of America, united under, under the sovereign people. So we took that challenge, and we crafted most carefully and meticulously the Restore America Plan, which will accomplish all of our goals, Quickly, calmly, gently, and without bloodshed, violence, retribution, or civil war, with no malice in our hearts or in our actions for anyone. And our, the strategy of the plan, our actions and deeds, 
our orders and warrants and proclamations are all designed with specific goals in mind. And let me take a moment and review them, if I may. An immediate end. Everyone listening around the world, listen to this. An immediate end to foreclosures and bank All right, we're not going to get into all the, all the specifics of what was uh, depended upon this, but I was there at those meetings uh, when the military did come forward, and, and, and we do need the military. We have to have the military because we have to have law and order in this country. We're not going to have everybody going around saying we're going to be self-governing ourselves and have an immoral, corrupt people that are walking around like zombies think that as soon as their food stamp card gets shut off, we're going to have riots in the streets of America. So we do have to work with the military, and we will. It's the only way. Mm-hmm. Fact. No. Nope. the only way. So anyway, I yield now. Who wants to go first? I, I got a cool, big question on that. Um, I think I took issue with this near the end of the video the last time you played it on, you know, it would sure would be nice to know what he meant when he said, you know, the military told us that if we'll do certain things, they'll give us our, uh, our, our de jure government. I mean, just that, that just yeah. cat, cat, my well, mind. What do you like have now, Mike? Man. What do you have now? What do you have now? No, Who no, do you think well, can control well, this country right now? You? No. No, the question, the question still remains. I mean, what kind of a comment is that? And and, and we should, we the people. Uh, well, should you're know analyzing. You're playing. Well, Mike, you're playing tit for tat on words now. With a guy, I know. Well, I was there at those meetings. I know what was said. Okay, and we can't we can't pick apart each other's words. The American people have a right to know. The American people have no rights right now, Mike. They have no rights. Right now you're a corporate slave, and you will obey this new world order until we come together and start waking up and stop it. We have to stop. We have to work together here. I don't know why you're cutting me off, Jeff. It's almost like you're trying to defend Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm making a valid point that whatever whatever that thing is, that if we do, we, we have a right to know what that is. We should know what that is. I mean, because let me just, you know, theoretically, um, yeah, if you give us the right to keep kidnapping 30,000 of your kids every year so we can drink their blood, we'll give you a Republican. I mean, I'm just throwing an outlandish example, but we have the right to know. And I also, I also think it's curious that they're, they're, they're bound to the military like they're fallen angels or something. I mean, what is the military? I mean, the military is supposed to be we, the people as well, that are volunteering to the... The military the is not... A, hang on, can I interrupt now, Mike? The military doesn't take orders from the people, okay? No. And number two, there's nowhere in the Constitution does it say that. Number two, what, you, that's all you have right now that's protecting you from China coming over here, Russia coming over here. And so we have to have the military because we, we don't have a million out there. We don't have a million Jim Carpenters. We have, what we have is 350 million zombies running around who that if these guys got on the 6 o'clock news and started talking about restoring the republic, we'd have riots in the streets and the entire country would burn down and we'd have United Nations troops coming in here. And then where we would be. And, you know, we'd be all done. So we have to be careful when we're doing this, Mike. We can't, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's what he means by that. You know, we, uh, 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 Jim, you want to comment on what Mike just said or Roger please you know um, faith is a word that means something and uh, you know it's hard to it's hard to work on on faith through the corporate you got to echo Jim you got to echo Jim you got to echo behind okay so the uh, it's hard to have faith in the corporate government when they and it's that hard to have faith in anything. Uh, 
And that's where our father and our, our walk goes with him. And I told many people over the years, you know, I, I struggled in my early years. And the Lord showed me that all he asked me to do was plant seed and represent him. And it was his responsibility to bring in the harvest, which is what I view this opportunity tonight is to plant seed. Um, the seed is planted. That's between you and the Holy Spirit. And you guys got to figure it out, whatever that is. It's not for me to dictate that to you. But it is my responsibility to be truthful and honest. And that's my oath of office that I took to represent the people of Colorado Free State. And it's, Judge, forgive me for coming out a little strong. I've, I've been listening in on the conversation. And uh, I can see where you were going. I've seen many well meaning people that have ended up in court. Uh, and we ended up in the in the three hots and a cot, uh, and they were they were patriots. They were well-meaning people. They had good intentions, looking for the same hit the same target that we're all aiming for, and as a government of moral and just people, according to the Judeo-Christian principles, quoted in the in the Declaration of Independence says, "The laws of nature and nature's God." And uh, I commend you for waking up, for what you've done. And, you know, I've witnessed many of these things along the way. You know, being old and involved for so many years gives a person perspective on the same the same diamonds that we're all looking at. Okay. And, and anybody I wants to connect, that. press 1. Hang on, hang on, hang on, Jim. Anyone, 657 We're going to start going into a little bit of overtime here. And, you, and if you hang up, you won't get back in. So press 1 if you want to speak here on your phone. All right, 657 Okay, go ahead, Jim, and then Roger, and then uh, Catherine, please. Go ahead. Thank you, Joe. So um, the perspective is, is it's enjoyable to see people going through the process of waking up. And all of us have gone through that process. It's just that some further than others, and some brings different talents and, and abilities to wake up like yourself. You have a unique knowledge and perspective that no one else at this table has. And you're a valuable piece of the puzzle. And obviously God's brought you to this point. And so um, even though our, it, our conversation might have started out controversial, it wasn't. Uh, I appreciate you, and I, I adore you, uh, admire what you're doing, I understand the risk that you're taking, and uh, like other law enforcement officers we've talked to recently as sheriffs, uh, the people are waking up, and, you know, united we stand, and when enough of us get together and get on the same page, it'll happen just like magic, and please, let me give you a grain of hope. I know things and privileged things I can't speak on, but there is hope. And the hope is in the American people and the people like you and the others on this call and others to come, that we're going to step up and we're going to be forced to step up and be who we say we are. And my concern is, are we ready for that? And this is all part of that process. And uh, welcome to the game, my friend. Thank you for okay. coming. Okay, all right, tonight. Roger. All right, thank you, Jim. Uh, Roger. Yeah, I'm going to address uh, the question Mike had. you got to remember that in, when that was being done, that video, that was done back in the Biden-Obama era where half the military officers were replaced 
with people that adored the Muslims. So you're going to get a reaction different than what you would have maybe under the Bush administration. Um, that That is the reason he said what he said. You also have to remember that this is where the republic broke away from, and we're no longer a part of that. That's what allowed us to become the republic. Uh, that whole group then just kind of withered away. I don't even know if any of them are still alive. So I am. I'm still alive. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the other, the other three from the rap group, you know. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's what I wanted to say. And and uh, let me also, you know, echo Jim here. Catherine, we, we do appreciate you. We appreciate people like you. And it is true. We need to all come together. We need to get this thing all in one step. Uh, in boot camp in the military, they teach 65 different individuals how to all act as one. And that's what we need to do. Uh, if we want to be successful in what we're doing. So, Joe, with that, how you? All right. Uh, Mike, you want to say something? I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry. Catherine, you're next. I'm sorry. I, I'll i just leave it to you all to do whatever it is that you're, you're doing. I, I'm concentrated on getting a common law court in the Ohio Republic going. In, that's in what we're worried about, Catherine. That's, see, that's the problem we're trying to solve. Everyone is like, I just want to do my own that's thing. Solution. You know, well, Catherine, 20 years, you, you said you just woke up back in 2019. Catherine, a little bit of advice. I've been awake since 1991. Okay, I've been in this since 1991. All right. Well, I, I was awake. I know, but I see. Well, my, Jim, <laughs> I know, I know, but what Jim's advice was very, very, very good, what, what he was said, actually. Be careful. If you're going to do that and you're not going to, you know, I mean, uh, more efforts to you and what you're going to do and what you're, uh, you know, establishing it, just be careful uh, and what you're doing because, you know, you could, you know, just be careful. Um, uh, we'd rather have you here with the Republic. We can give you an umbrella of uh, of, of safety, of, of of knowledge, of uh, look. We've been around for a long time, and we're not on the terror watch list. We're not we're not scrutinized by the FBI. Uh, we've had, we've had sit down meetings with the FBI actually, and they you know uh, in the beginning, and so they, you know and they know. And when we posed a question to them, do you guys know you're insolvent? They're like, yeah, we're kind of worried about that. So I remember that, you know. So uh, you know, so he, he, please, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, be careful. Um, Okay, uh, she dropped. She went away. Uh, so she's not going to listen. So uh, obviously, this is the problem we have. You know, there, there. She, she hung up. So she's not going to listen. She's going to do her own thing. And this is the problem we have, Mike. And uh, that's one of the frustrating parts of the Patriot. I've been dealt with it many, for many, many years. Um, she's not going to be a part of the Republic. She's not going to join together with anybody. She's going to do her own thing, and she's going to end up in prison. So, you know, and that's, that's fine. She Maybe she'll wake up then. You know, I'll pray for her, though. But go ahead. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, we got a 234 here. Okay, go ahead. 234. Hey, hey, from Ohio. I've been listening to her for about three months now, and I'm not going to listen to her ever again. <laughs> okay. Honestly, <laughs> God, I, I heard it the first time, and I told Mike, I said, listen, I said, she's very hard to deal with. I said, I've talked to her, and she's on a rail, 
She's a locomotive that's not going to stop until, until she gets locked up, and then she ain't going to be able to get out and do anything. But she is yeah. more of a threat than the backyard guys with the guns and the hillbillies or whatever, the, the, the old militia and so forth, whatever. But she is more detrimental to anything going on because she thinks, when she said yesterday, she was talking about she's got the common law court, and I'm like, oh, Christ, here we go. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> but she can't, she asks, how can she enforce anything? Well, what do you, you got to have a plan if you're going to put together a plan to do a plan to make the plan work. Yeah. None. Zero. Yeah. But she, and it's a shame, though. It's a shame. It's a shame, brother. It's a shame because yeah. her knowledge, she does have knowledge. It's a shame because, yeah. you know, we've got to put our knowledge together. But it's a shame. You know, it really is. It's, it's, man, it's going to be bad for her because I think she's running up. And where she lives about 40 minutes from me. That's not a part of the town you really want to try and – I mean, there's some money up there. Those people aren't going to put up with no bullshit. <laughs> you know? they're, going to, they're going to put her in a, in a, in a, uh, a box and lock her up, and she'll be another January <laughs> Well, I don't want to bash her, you know, but, but it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, you know. Well, Joe, let me share an analogy with everybody. You know, this whole conversation tonight, I, I brought some important points to the table. And it's kind of like having somebody, two people out on the railroad track, and one of them is fixated on the oncoming train, and the other person is looking both directions and sees there's a second train coming. And he keeps tapping the first person on the shoulders, and the first person keeps saying, the train's coming. But the second yeah. person can't get the first person's attention. They're about ready to be sandwiched. And that's kind of where we're at tonight. And yeah. we do have all these problems, and all these things brought are reality. But what I'm saying is, and you got to trust me, I've been right so many times over the years. I've, I've talked ahead of schedule. We have to be prepared for what's coming, and we can't do it divided. We have to come together united. Uh, even if it means swallowing a, a pill, even if it means swallowing a pill for once or twice, saying, "Hey, we got all got to compromise a little bit." Look, I'm willing to compromise with Charles. I think Charles is uh, him and I bashed heads quite a few times actually. But you know what? He's very smart. I can learn a lot from him, and I'm willing to work with him for the common good the of our country, our republic. That's the only way this will move forward. Is if, if there could be ten people at a table. They don't like each other at all. Fist fight out in the backyard, come back in, sit back down, talk something out, accomplish something for a goal to move forward, then go back out and fight again. It doesn't matter as long as you're moving forward with that goal. Because ten like people aren't going to have the same the same things that they're all yeah. in tune with. But but we all have that one goal to get rid of these de facto bums. Now, a question. Yeah. Have you guys heard any update on Brunson Adams case? Because I did. We discussed it a little bad. bit earlier, actually. We discussed it a little bit earlier. It's I bad. want to give everyone closing thoughts here after we – let's give them uh, – Jim, you want to talk about that real quick? Then I want to go down the line and give everyone uh, the closing thoughts. So uh, go ahead, Jim. You want to give an update on the Brunson case maybe? Um, I'm hearing exciting things happening and um, additional twists and turns that uh, are being discussed uh, regarding all of that. And uh, – uh, it's very exciting. I'm not at liberty to disclose everything I know, but um, yeah, it's a it's a hot topic, and I don't see. And this is what concerns me the most. And I brought that up earlier: is that 
it's such an open and shut case, uh, self-evident, that the first court didn't want to hear it because they knew that they'd right. be responsible for whatever the decision was. So they they kicked it on well, up, and, and the Supreme Court know, grabbed it. I got some information yeah, go about a half hour ago from my cousin who is actually in a recon, and he just came in from Yemen, and I sat down and had dinner with him, and he was talking to me. This case can't even be heard by the Supreme Court. Can't even, they're not, they have no jurisdiction over it because Military Justice Act that was passed in 2016, uh, Congress signed off on it and basically put themselves in the firing line. Congress is responsible for it. They cannot be heard through the Supreme Court on this issue. So it has to go. To, it has to go to a military court then, for a military yes, tribunal. Yes, hundred percent. Oh well, that's, a, that's, that's right. beautiful because that means we'll get it quick. Yes, but they're talking, and he mentioned to me that uh, you're looking at June, July at Gitmo and in DC. Okay. So I mean, all right. right. That's that's fine with me. My, yeah. Well, if we got to wait that long, that's fine. <laughs> String them all. My up. understanding, my understanding is it can happen at any moment. I mean, they can hold it on Christmas Eve or release a verdict on Christmas Eve. I mean, it. it I'm uh, not too familiar with this Bronson thing. I've, I'm in the dark on it. I am ashamed to say I don't know nothing about it. It's not the vote. It's not the voting flaw. It's actually just because they were derelict of duty in protecting and stopping or letting an actual investigation go forward in 10 days to see if contempt the votes of were constitution there. basically it's contempt of constitution but, so right yes yeah. yeah. okay. so they are traitors to the constitution and they basically uh they let the, they let a de facto or a, a corrupt entity take over and threaten every american that's what this is about now they're saying now you've got to be held accountable and it can be removed like jim said it can, it can happen overnight we could get up tomorrow and it could be all wow that's great of them hanging out in the front yard that's great. Well, I've got Charles still on the line around. here. It all revolves ahead, around because there's a mandate that, that gives us additional 10 days if requested to review the vote count. Mm-hmm. So they're not talking about who's lawful. They're not talking about nope. anything other than you guys didn't do your job. And that's self-evident. That's right. It's minutes in the record. So it's a slam-dunk case. Everyone voted nay to, to let that 10-day investigation go forward is guilty. And there's a whole okay. lot, 388 of them total. Okay, before they cut us off here, uh, uh, Charles, uh, closing thoughts, then Michael, and then, uh, let's see, Roger. Go ahead, um, uh, Charles. Is that call for me, Joe? Yes, Charles, go ahead. you got the floor <laughs> as long as you want. Closing thoughts. Uh, well, a lot's going on here. Um, um, and... Um, I can't help but think that that um, um, Catherine there uh, kind of made uh, threw down the gauntlet on Anna von Reitz, and um, um, I think um, it might be healthy for differing factions in our communities to go ahead and move um, to organize their interpretation of common law grassroots activism in the manners that they. Uh, uh, perceive as inspired of God or the best interest of the people or whatever they want to call, and then follow the common law principles of uh, articulating or uh, electing to positions of leadership the people that are most um, um, 
um, diplomatic and, and sincere and humble before our Lord and Savior in, in seeking reasonable compromises with the differing schools of thought, because there's different, definitely differing schools of thought here. That's apparently why Catherine hung up, um, and, and, and she's got problems with Anna von Wright's. And as you know, Joe, you and I have got a few philosophical differences, too, yep. and I think those manifested a little bit between uh, Michael and yourself also. And, and we just need to not 